0: Episode 10 Takes from Obvious Bozos. I'm Drew joining me, Director of Digital Development at the Strickland, the Chief Creative Officer at the Strickland, the president of posts, social media posts at the Strickland, SNY, all your favorite sports stuff, Zachary Blattery. He's with me. Zach, how's it going?
1: It's going great. This is the second morning that I woke up as a fan of an NBA contender, NBA Finals contender. Oh, isn't it uh, lovely? Life
0: couldn't be better. There's, it, 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 we're, we'll we'll get into it um, because the vibes are just too immaculate. Even even with the injuries, the vibes are great. But unfortunately, well, fortunately, because these are our sponsors, our favorite people in the world at Bet Online. It's playoff time. And the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship pigskin ball game. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines, with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade. Bet Online is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today. Get on the action. Online, the game starts here. And don't forget that we have one more ad we are promoing, and that is, of course, us. The Strickland has an Instagram. You can follow us at the Strick.land. It is going off right now. Tons of engagement, tons of clicks. You got to check it out. It's the place to be right now. We also have a YouTube channel where you may be watching this pod. Make sure you subscribe and leave a like in this video. Yeah, do. Make sure you subscribe, all that good stuff. And also, to hear the entire episode of this, you would have to do something like signing up for our Patreon. That's right, guys. The Strickland also has a Patreon, and the Patreon has tons of new content. For $6 a month, you can get access to the full version of this show. You also get access to our amazing Discord server, where you can submit the takes for the show, along with the Friday episode of Pot Strickland, also featuring articles from Matthew Miranda, invites to private events throughout the season, and discounted merchandise. And for $9 a month, you can access the NFL show, our new one. Well, it's not new anymore. It's been going on for a while. Our NFL show, Strictly NFL, hosted by Jeff and Khan. That is where you should be listening. Actually, no, you've already listened to it, hopefully, because the Super Bowl is this Sunday, and they did a Super Bowl preview. So definitely, um, I guess, check... Hopefully you listened to it already because this is definitely coming out before. Anyway, they did the Super Bowl preview. Check it out. You'll also get tons of more perks when you sign for Elevated tiers at our Patreon. So, thank you all. Zach, are you ready to get first and foremost our trade post trade deadline takes? You ready for it? Yes, I'm so
1: ready. If you don't know, we have organized the show now to feature the post trade deadline takes first. And then we will go back in time to pre deadline because we had plenty of
0: submissions that were oh, we when got, the vibes yeah. were high, but not as high as they are right now. So, no, the vibes are it's kind of crazy how immaculate they are right now because, especially considering circumstances, right? Because they, I don't even think they got their ass kicked, right? But they lost to the Mavs at a high point total. The top four guys are out, Heart and Sign also leaves. Uh, they traded guys right like they just don't have people and that was a ball game for what 42 to 45 minutes but, for most of it yeah yeah like the Knicks were in this game for most of it until the end and if it's, you're just kind of watching it and I'm just like this team's good right like we're also fine. like the Ma- we have seven yeah, dudes like, and and I felt like no and I was like Dante's getting very, like Dante's taking significantly harder shots for obvious reasons and he's making them so it's like oh shit like Dante's taking another step hopefully we're gonna see how this goes maybe we have some uh, Dante takes because I was definitely I have all the hot Dante takes after that game <laughs> in our discord where I was just like he like he's the guy so no the fives are great and then we got is it Bog? is it Bohong which one is? Bo- which one I'm is going Detroit? with. I'm going with boyan I think it's Bojan too, right? Yeah. So we got Boyan Bogdanovich, and returning our Lord and Savior Alec Burks.
1: I will say though, tips. Tips was calling him Bojan, like with a American J, like he was saying the J. I don't think that's correct though. I think Tibbs I don't think that's to, correct either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Bojan, like ninety percent. But yeah. And
0: then we're gonna get. Randall back eventually. <laughs> We're going to get Jalen Brunson back eventually. Um, OG is going to come probably back by the playoff time. We already saw how good the team was. Hopefully, well before playoff time. For but he's but we'll definitely have him by the playoffs. Is what? I'm oh about. yeah, hell yeah. kind of like how the injuries are happening. Given where all star breaks coming up, people can rest. The Fox are great, and then they added legitimate depth to the team. Like that, like I don't know. It's just it's weird being uh being a fan of a team that kind of makes like the deadline move that like bolsters them, and you're like, oh, this is legit, right? Like boyan and Alec Burke are going to be what, like the eighth and ninth men? (laughs) Well, they'll be a little more, yeah, right, like that, yeah, Yeah. right, like, and they're good. (laughs) They're legitimately good. Basketball players, and it's kind of crazy just how deep this team is. I don't know. It's, it's. Really- I mean, we've got eleven
1: players who I don't want to call them all above average, but we've got eleven players who can give you legit minutes, and like you shouldn't be worried about yes. them playing. Like there are going to be two guys getting DNP, maybe three in the playoffs who are like mm-hmm. really good and like should be would be playing on other teams. So that speaks to the depth we have, and like we've had crazy depth in other playoff years, but this doesn't really Not compare. Like, I think, like with the experience and the talent we have now, it's. This is the most this is the deepest Knicks team we've had. So
0: we'll definitely have people probably like older, much older than us watching like years and years of Knicks. Maybe one of the 90s teams is deeper that we don't necessarily realize. But I do know, at least for for us, like sure. this is like this is the deepest, the most talented, like this is a legitimate team now. And then that brings us to our first take, which is young Pavardi saying Leon Rose is the best executive in the league.
1: I think he's been the best executive in the league for a while. I think he had a real case for executive of the year last year, and it went to Monty McNair in Sacramento, who did a great job, but I thought he could have won that off the Brunson and Hartenstein contracts alone. And this year with the OG trade and Bowen trade now and everything we did, the Dante pickup in the offseason. I don't know how Mm -hmm. anybody else even has a case. Like there shouldn't even like they usually they pick three finalists. There's only one finalist here. Like this is the he is a clear cut far and away. Executive of the year this year.
0: I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, Who would it be? Like, are you gonna give? Are you gonna give it the Boston for the Porzingis trade? Right? Like, I mean, like, not really.
1: It's not. Right? It's, like, it's, literally... a ni- it's a nice little like attribute, but they don't have a case for it. It's not like they didn't make no, some I, major upgrades outside of that. So,
0: yeah. So, I, unless it's the Celtics, I feel like Rose is going to get it. This he, he's the best right now. Yeah. I am a little concerned. Not, I don't want to say too concerned. I mean, this is definitely like old Knicks trauma type stuff, right? Where I'm just like, are tons of picks even going to like move the needle with anything in case you need to? But of course there are because they also collected these very good salaries, too, that are very tradable salaries. So like they have guys, like good, talented players. and But like I shouldn't be worried. It's just like they didn't trade it. Like the, the quickly thing still hurts. It is going to hurt. It but was a sacrifice, but it was a necessary sacrifice. Sadly, sacri- sacri- yes. right? Like it—it's it, turning out to be a necessary sacrifice, and it sucks. But yeah, look like, at this team. Yeah, like I look at this Well, yeah. Like this team is great. Like it's yeah, it's it's too good. ZMP three two three take as anyway. My not so hot take is well where. TMP, where are the deciders of that? You're, you don't decide whether your kid's hot or not. Is that the best decision the Knicks made this millennium was hiring Leon and surrounding him with guys like Perrin, Aller, and Wes. The perfect combination of connections, accounting, analytics, and knowledge of how to manage players' wants, needs, and personalities. Couldn't have said better myself. Not hot. Perfect.
1: Not hot, He's still in but... It. I do think like there is something to be taken away from the checks and balances they have, and like the different backgrounds they have in here, and the experiences, mm-hmm. and like it really is a a gold standard for how you should organize an NBA front office and a coaching staff and and an organization top to bottom. And it's I can't believe it's the Knicks.
0: I know it's it's the Knicks. We're like, watching it. I can't believe it's us. Like what? You know, the the, the only thing that we're gonna have to eventually worry about. Is like, is how much is Tibbs gonna like Tibbs in the playoffs, right? Like, if he's gonna do some like old man boomer shit, right? But also, like, if Jalen Brunson really is the superstar that he appears to be, and Randall, this version of Randall shows up, maybe, maybe they're so talented they overcome.
1: <laughs> Tibbs is I think it's, cer- I think titty-less. it's certainly possible. Like, I wouldn't even, I so. definitely wouldn't rule that
0: out. So yeah, like as annoying as he is, and he's definitely probably like the one guy who we're probably like, you know, he he would be the replacement, and I guess also depending on which Randall shows up. But like again, these are good; these are like the best problems to have, and it's like, oh no, like what are we gonna do? Like I don't know. I feel like the Eastern Conference Finals should should happen. Maybe if we don't hobby. make
1: it, I, I I'll be disappointed if they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals if they're healthy <laughs> as, long, as long as long as like. If something, like, catastrophic happens injury-wise, then it's different. But if we're, like, fully healthy and got some okay opponents, like, I don't see
0: why they shouldn't make
1: these. Yeah,
0: so. I'm with you. Knights of Cups says, Troy Weaver is getting all the slings and arrows of Twitter as the worst at his job, and rightfully so, but Arturus Karnasovas is right behind him. Yeah. I, is that is that even... He, he could probably actually make the argument, because it's, like, the Bulls, that, like, it's been worse. But, like the torch really yeah. so like it's <laughs> it, like it is kind of crazy to think about like troy weaver is that bad that you actually do kind of forget like how much of a disaster the bulls have been like they they don't know what they're doing They're they have no direction do they even trade into either guys no right like they trade they first? have not
1: they have not made a trade involving a player in 22 months
0: yeah like a long time they're they're yeah they're going nowhere they don't win games and then you're just like, oh, we're gonna get the uh, the OG Ananobi package for Alex Caruso, and it's like, I I mean Alex Caruso is very good. I would have loved him on the Knicks, but like you're not getting the OG Ananobi package for Alex Caruso. Like you had they to trade also Zach just like you have they're to showing a, a belief previous... in this core.
1: They're like, oh, I like this yes. core with Vooch and and Dem-. like what do you what do you no. like about this core? Like wh- what, are what are you, you watching? This- yeah, like, I got to understand. Like, I don't know what their goal is going into the season every season where they're just like, oh, wait, we've well, got these like C tier star players who are just gonna go out here and win 35, 30 games. And that's
0: what's going it's, on. Like I don't know. I, don't I think, I, think I, I don't I don't like it. I I shouldn't say surprised, but like I really do feel like at this point, like someone like a DeMar DeRozan and players like him, where like you're so on the ball. But like you can never like take and be like that next step, like in that echelon of players. Become a six man at this age, right? Like I feel like six man Demar would be.
1: Just go great. somewhere that can actually use like a like a, a tertiary score. Like you, there's no reason to be running everything through Demar Derozan in 2024. Yeah, DeRozan. just like yeah,
0: just or if you do, just do it for like 20 minutes a game off the bench. It's yeah. probably yeah. really good. I don't I you just don't like I what we're just, doing, Goia. Or we have it done the well, Speaking yet, of will speaking though, of uh, Boyan. God. Yeah, well speaking of Boyan, Zach Rose has Boyan is a better offensive player than Brogdon. That's tough because we're talking about two different styles of offensive yes. player, though. So that makes that always makes things tricky because you're talking on the ball, drive and kick, three point shoot type thing, where Boyan is just efficient. Like just he's not really creating like Brogdon, but he is insanely efficient. And is what is a three-level score. Like and it's two different things. I think it works for the Knicks, though, especially in the playoffs. If Tibbs is gonna basically have Brunson and Randall on the court at all times, something along those like the there's always having Boyan is probably just like a good like release fouls type thing. I just I think even though they probably they could still use someone to create on the ball. With You know, but playoff time, I think at least for this playoffs, you could probably survive with a little less on the ball than what, because, you know, you lose quickly and Boyan doesn't really provide that on the ball compared to Brogdon, but boy, he's going to be, he's going to be deadly though, especially if Dante has some of this creation that he's been doing too off the dribble and he could do some driving kick. I mean, man, like it's, it's, it, it's good. It's really. I mean, good. If you're talking about like missing the on-ball stuff, like that's what
1: we got Burks here to do. Like that's what Burks is going to have to do when Bruns is off the floor. Like that's what his role is going to be. But for Boyan, I mean, I wouldn't rule out the on-ball stuff. It's like not he does not like he does nothing. No, I don't. I, yeah, yeah,
0: I don't want to rule it out. I'm just saying it's not the same strength as Bruns. Yeah.
1: Players. basically. So you're say- getting
0: two different type of players.
1: Yeah, I think, like, we've seen this already, Tibbs is not going to stagger Brunson and Randall, no matter, like, who else is on the roster. So I think we're we're going to have minutes where it's, like, just Bojan. <laughs> it's, like, the Bojan show and Brunson and Randall are sitting. It won't be that many minutes, but it will be, like, those midway second quarter stints or, like, late yeah, third. Like, there's going to be times where it's just, like, Bojan out there with Josh Hart, Dante, uh, Precious, or, you know, like, those guys. And he is, like, a yeah. best scorer on the floor and offense will be ran through boyan. I'm, I'm looking forward to those minutes. Like he showed he can do it in Detroit with nobody around it, him. He's you're, it, you're he's putting stuff cook here that. like yeah, he's going to cook <laughs> in those. He's going to cook.
0: So I just love the idea like boyan by is going to come off the bench for the Knicks. It's crazy. Like this guy would start on it's 25 crazy. other teams. So yeah, man, he's eight, about he's 25 going but to, a lot of them. he's going to cook. He's going to play some crazy old man stuff and it's going to be beautiful with the bench. I I can't wait. Yeah. I also I talked to a
1: Pistons fan about him that I know, and he was just saying, he's like, We've been playing Bullion like 35 minutes a night, and he t- kind of <laughs> will like feel like fade out in the fourth quarter because he's just like doing too much, and he's carrying the entire load in Detroit. And he's like, Dude, If you've got him off the bench, like you're in for a treat with him playing 22, 23 minutes a night. So it's... I just, I'm I tell you it,
0: it's going to be crazy because he's putting up, you know how like we're like Dante in like these couple games without Brunson is like putting up the efficiency, but like obviously he's not a primary. Yeah, but it's nice to see, but it, we're not doing this long term. See, so. Boyan's been doing this in Detroit, though, right? Like he's been putting up these numbers for a long ass time on that shit team, and now he gets to play with good players. So, <laughs> listen, it's this. This could be no. This could be amazing. Stacey Patton has Boyan is the third best offensive player on the team, maybe the second. Well, no, he's not the second.
1: He's not the second. Like that's why I put this in here. That is that is the bozo part. He's definitely not the second best. Offensive no, player. no,
0: team. that's a hot take. and That's a bad take. That's a yeah. hot and bad take. Yeah. No, he's not. You're going to say he's better than Julius Randle? Oh, okay. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Please stop. But third, third's interesting though. Sure.
1: It's him or, it's him or Dante, right? Like that's, that's kind of it. Or is there somebody else? That yeah. No.
0: It would. Yeah. It's just him. It, it would just be him or Dante. OG. Right. But like. He could sure. Be. I think I'm he not. Could
1: be. I yeah. He's the third.
0: Yeah, it's between. It would be yeah. It's between him and Dante. But like again, I just it's it's just kind of like one of those things. I I don't think they'll do it. But I would love to see like Randall OG Boyan Dante Brunson
1: Randall OG. So is that Randall at the five? Yeah.
0: It won't happen. You're, you're, I know. Tall, tall
1: ask. Tall ask. I don't know if that's but,
0: I would like to see but, it, um, but but imagine that lineup, those five guys God. on the court. Lineup. You
1: can't you can't switch anything. You can't like blitz a pick and roll. Like you better like stay well, like, disciplined, guard that. That's it,
0: yeah. It's pretty much like okay, they'll trap Brunson. I mean, okay, okay. go ahead.
1: Like, yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> Brunson is perfectly fine passing the ball if you're going to trap him. We saw like we saw that against the Lakers, right? He's like, fine, I'll pass the ball. And he, he will just do it. Passing to like
1: bums and that like
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This time he's passing to Randall and OG and Boylan, and you got to close on him. Like you have to. Like you have to defend them. I don't know. Like I, I would love to see that. I don't think it's going to happen. The lineup I'm looking for. Yeah, no. I think I think he's the third. I think third is fair, unless un- again, unless Dante is this Dante then it he would be the fourth, but I, I think third is I think it's right. That's that's a better take, Stacy. The the second one is no. That's that's just bad. Kyle has Bon's a better fit than Randall making him expendable in a star trade this summer.
1: Okay. You're you're laughing, but this was one of my favorite takes we've gotten
0: okay I'll let you go first because
1: all right so actually I have a lot to say about this one. Bojan, okay. like, will fit better than Randall. I don't know if I like the term better than Randall because he's Randall's just a way more talented player and, like, you can run mm-hmm. a lot of shit through Randall. And like, I don't want to say better, but the fit with Bojan here is worth discussing and I think the star trade thing is worth discussing because all the reporting when this trade went down was, like, the Knicks have maintained every first-round pick and will be star oh, hunting baby. this mm-hmm. summer. Like, that was, that was the woes reporting. He was, like, they will be star hunting this summer. And, like, it was made clear that it is this summer when they're doing this. And this will lead me into my personal hot take for the show. I have another one coming, but this one is: I think Embiid is done in Philly. I think he's played his last game as a Sixer, and I think this injury—like mm-hmm. they're dressing it up to make it seem like he's not done—but he's he's done. And I think they're going to trade Randall and Mitch for Embiid this summer. I've been saying this for a while. That's kind of been written on the wall. I wrote about it in our red in our uh, trade deadline roundtable piece at the very end. Mm-hmm. But I think like that Randall, Mitch, and whatever picks it takes for Embiid is going to happen. And then you can just start Bojan at the four next to Embiid and. That's a pretty scary lineup. And like, I think that that lineup with Brunson, Dante, OG, Boyan, Embiid is not only a contender, but probably the favorite out of the NBA next year if Embiid is ready to go. And like, I think I've talked myself into the Embiid injury risk by now. Like, he's going to sit out four months, he'll have an extra summer. I believe that the Knicks' training staff and coaching staff and just their medical team and all that stuff is just better than the Sixers. I would imagine they're putting more money into it and they just have smarter, more experienced people around them. And the extended offseason for MB combined with a few months in Terrytown and the relief pressure on the offense from Brunson and the relief pressure on defense with OG. Uh, sign me up. Like I'll talk myself into an into an NBA MVP coming
0: here. No, I'm not. I'm I'm going no Homer mode. No, I don't want him. He's a bomb. <laughs> I'm simple. ready. I he, I don't like he him now, in- but when he puts he on get, like a- he gets injured all the time. He is a flopper don't get that's actually an nba officiating issue that we don't have to get into but still i hate watching it i he loses he's never been to the eastern conference Finals. he's not going to the eastern conference finals julius Randle is going to end up going to the eastern conference finals and he has been as far and as successful as um do in the uh as a as a player, no, I don't want them. I don't want this loser. Just give me this Knicks team. Like you're, they already traded all all the kids, right? The the, the young guys that brought that like, gave us the hope in the first place, as like traded them all away. You and I have specifically said on day one of this podcast, we are in the Randall Demption, right? This is what we want: the Rand- we Randall want Sons, the Randall Sons, the Randall Demption, the Randall Sons, whatever you want. Like we're in on it. I want it to happen give me that give me the guy who has even just like stared like that's just combining story and narrative <laughs> it's narrative but um no i want that as like just as a fan watching it like i want to see randall do this like i would love to have randall be the guy who does it and i don't think and is the guy you could sit here and say he does it you know he's won the MVPs. He's been the All NBA. I, I I get the entire argument for Embiid. I'm not, I'm not trying to put it down, but like he hasn't done it. It's been this long he hasn't done it. I just don't care. I think he's a loser.
1: I I'm just gonna play beat advocate again and just say like the teams he's played with, the stars he's been around. Whether it's like Ben Simmons in the beginning or like one season of Jimmy, and that didn't end as sweet as it could have. And you get like past peak Harden, who had some moments for them, but it wasn't like the most seamless fit of all time. They kind of, like, stumbled into Maxi late in the first round, who saved them and maybe has put extra years on the Embiid era. But I just don't think, like, the minute he walks in here, Brunson will be the best teammate he's ever played with, and then OG will be the best defender he's ever played with. And I just think you can't
0: draw a more conducive situation for Embiid's health. But that points to me, and at least tells me, that it's the other guys who are actually driving the impact. So the idea that the Knicks are – the the idea of you're just like, oh, the Knicks are going to go for a star trade. And then you say Brunson's the best teammate to be that. He's like, I look with. at it as, as ever, but to me that looks like as well. Actually, Brunson is the star. He is in this situation, I'm, right? Like I'm happy. I, I have no it, issue with that. Yeah, right. So if Brunson's the star, like I don't think you necessarily need to be like, oh, we need to go star chasing. He may elevate everyone enough to do this again. Like our. This is what I'll point back to. You, like, if Randall shows up in the playoffs, do you actually need Joel Embiid? No, I don't think you do at all. We'll find out. The only, we'll obviously we'll find out and we'll see how how things go. But I I just personally also feel like if there's a way, this will be harder. This is going to be a lot harder. The idea of keeping Hartenstein and Mitch, but in terms of salary stuff, right? Because especially how like the salary type yeah. of things are going to go, I. Believe that it's better to distribute your finances between two pretty much elite centers, role player centers versus the star player center. I think the I think it's better that way. And the Knicks have shown his like for now throughout these things under Leon that like forty eight minutes of center play is one of the best advantages that a team could have, especially in the playoffs. And it has and it has shown that. Ultimately, at least I believe so. Like I why would you spend the injury risk on Embiid? Like all that money on Embiid and plus the injury risk of not playing when you can have probably 80%, 90% of the impact Embiid does between both Heart and Son and Mitch. I, I I just I'm just not doing it. Like I'm just not doing anything with Embiid. I don't think he's the guy.
1: I I agree with what you're saying, but I still think like he, like you can get 89% of the production you get with Embiid from like the 48 minutes of Mitch and Hartenstein, but I don't think you can win. Well, depending on who you have around them, but as like this roster is constructed, I don't think you can win an NBA championship with those two and like just why, this roster right now.
0: Why so far. Why can't this team why can't the steam win a title?
1: There are teams just like Boston and Denver are just too too talented. They're just they they both edges out a little bit a little bit more of a talent. So
0: look, I'll get the nuggets I get, right? Because it's Jokic. I don't know, man. I think I'd rather have Jalen Brunson's hands on the ball than Jason Tatum when it comes to like in the games on the line.
1: It's not YouTube, just Tatum, though. Like... They've got Porzingis and Brown and
0: Drew. Okay, and they're, in, and they're, and they're a team who doubled down on their strengths from last year and and increased their issues, which is three-point variability, which happens yes. in the playoffs every single year. You can't rely on a high-variable shot in the playoffs and not get to the rim, the Celtics are still doing that. Granted, they're a significantly better three-point shooting team because of Porzingis, but they're still not getting to the rim enough. That's what they're going to need to do in the playoffs, and I just don't. I don't believe it. Like I just don't believe in the Celtics in the idea that that type of high type of variable shooting is going to work at some point, and especially against a team like the Knicks who have like the point guard that you want. I don't know i just that's how i see it
1: i mean and you didn't even mention the health risk that they have like they're a porzingis injury away from that being a whole disaster so like
0: yeah like, yeah. like porzingis is so critical is so important so central to their success because he is the exact type of five that you want to double down with that type of playing style but one injury they're, they're cooked and they it's so i don't know i'm just i don't think the Celtics are as biggest threat as they're being made out to be just giving their shot profile right now that can change and if they start attacking the rim, then I'll obviously change my tune. But that's their issue, and I, I just don't see it happening.
1: Yeah. All right, I want one, one last thing on the Embiid pursuit. But all of the reporting that we've seen about, like, Harnstein, like, getting an extension this summer, it's, it seems to be, like, a foregone conclusion. Like, when they move quickly, it was, like, mm-hmm. the Knicks have other players, they really want to extend on this roster. And, like, the only one who's actually eligible for an extension is Harnstein. So that's would be what they were talking yeah. about. And I can just see that being like the seamless transition going from like, if you trade Mitch and Randall in that deal, you have Boyan here. Then you just extend Hardenstein on a nice number, a number that might be bigger than what Mitch got, just because of the way the cap works and it goes up every year. And then you have Hardenstein as your backup big, but also the guy who can step in as a starter when Embiid does miss games. Like it happens. And I think that tandem works really well. And I think it's like a good way to express confidence in Hardenstein. So that's enough Embiid talk though. I know you're, I know you're sick of talking about Embiid. I hate it.
0: Um, That's where we're going to conclude the free show. You got all our post trade takes. We love the Knicks, as you probably can imagine. We love what the Knicks did. We love it. We love the takes. And we will see you on the other side.